Well, welcome to a bo- burning up bowl of dude oh, soup today. Did I did. It's because it's, it's good. hot. <laughs> no. Solid. So I'm, I'm Elise Wilms. Bernie Burns. I'm right here. Rooster Teeth is joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks uh, for coming back on the show, Bernie, thanks, after <laughs> two years. <Yeah. laughs> it's nice to have one of your founding members back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, James Wilms. Hi. Adam Kovic. Hi. How are you doing? I'm Bruce Green. Hello. <laughs> Lawrence is at PAX uh, scarring an entire generation of... <laughs> Uh, convention goers at their first con. It's cold in it's Boston like, it's right like 10 now. 10 degrees snowing. Yeah, yeah. forget about it. Yeah. No well, way. That's you. why he's drinking to stay warm. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Sure, yeah. He lost all his body fat, so he <laughs> needs to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's right. Um, Bernie is here, but he's only with us for for moments because he's he on dying? his way. He's on his way to do something better oh. than any of us. Uh, the Bernie. Tom Arnold podcast. <laughs> 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 if only. Um, you guys are are heading to Austria. Look at that look at my face. It looks so smirky in the thumbnail they chose. <laughs> yeah, so we were asked by the Special Olympics, Gavin Free and I, to go over to the Winter Games in uh, Austria. So we're after I'm done in L.A. shooting with you guys, we're going to be here for a couple days. I'll be shooting with you guys and then heading over to Austria to see these uh, you know, really incredible athletes. That's awesome. You know, complete a I, lifelong dream. That is super incredible. That's awesome. But now that I got the genuine stuff out of the way, I have to make a joke about something, <laughs> something, something. Gavin there shooting slow mo guys, but it's actually just a relay race. Oh. Oh, there you go. Got it, got it. But we're raising money. One of the things we're doing is we're raising money because it costs a lot of money, as you can imagine, to travel over to Austria yeah, yeah. for the athletes and their families. So we're in the process now of raising twenty five thousand dollars on GoFundMe. That's awesome. That's Give money for you guys to go. Yeah. So okay. twenty five thousand dollars to fly Bernie's gold jet <laughs> in the pocket. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually going to match donations, not during this podcast but during the RT podcast, the live recording wow. tonight, uh, any donations that are made up to $5,000 total, I will match that myself. That's huge. And That's I'm going to convince awesome. Matt to do it as well. I'm Usually the way I convince Matt to do that is I just say Matt's going to do it and yeah, then yeah. inform him <laughs> yeah. after the fact. But well, I, I feel obligated to I wonder who will do it on this podcast. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I'm going to donate. I will donate five thousand and one dollars just to spite Bernie. Oh, <laughs> so you can't match. Yeah, yeah. Cut your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, you want to do that? No, you should do it. I'll match, I'll match up to Actually, five dollars. If you have any money, there you go. James will match up to five. I'll match up to five dollars. Well, I'll match three dollars. We should check back and see if this goal moves at all by the end of this podcast. Well, I just thought about. So I'm going to ask a super old guy question here. How do I copy a, a post from Facebook? How do I do that? Like, oh, here, share. I got it. I'm good. Never mind. Everybody can, everybody can stand down. Thank you. Thank you. Did it, nice job, Bernie. Down. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I'm going to post about genealogy. <laughs> yep, good. What is that? That's what you wanted to share? You no, wanted to share genealogy? The, the first thing like every old person does <laughs> on the internet is try to figure out about their family. Why? Is, well, because the, you you can't figure that out any other way. I mean, like, you can go, like, ask your family. who They might be dead by now. Just ask the person above you. Just, oh, I see what you're saying. You see, yeah. they, like, yeah. if you're 75, they're all dead. Uh, so you got to go on the internet. Just why, go visit the Mormons. The Mormons have all that information. The Mormons? But why do right. they do? They about keep track of it. But why do they, why do they, I think, why do they only get curious about it when it's too late to ask the person? Because I think you? it's your deep-seated fear of death. So you think, I'm looking into someone that has gone before me. So hopefully someone will, will look at me. You'll look find for insight. Me. You, want leave your, yeah. you want to leave your mark and like figure out where you where you land in the family tree. Mm. I, I think there's another part of it too, which is you, your own mortality starts to sink in on a more immediate basis. And you're like, I want to know how everyone else in my family died. So I'll have a good idea of that's how true. I'm going to oh, die. Oh, that's, that's probably the point. black plague. The black plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, someday we'll know how everyone on Funhouse died. 
I don't, I don't have the good segue. Like, that, that was a segue. That was a segue. Bernie's, Bernie's the segue king, that but uh, was a segue straight to eternity. <laughs> don't you have to do an intro like a? She oh, I do. I do. I do. Two sponsors. Thank you, Adam. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by two sponsors: Blue Apron and Dollar Shave Club. Uh-huh. You can check out this week's Blue Apron menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/soup, and you can head to dollarshaveclub.com/soup/dude to get a one-month trial of any Dollar Shave Club razor for one dollar with free shipping. And then after that, it's just a few bucks a month, and and we'll hear more about that later in the show. So thank you to both of our sponsors right, for this week. But you know yeah, what? you never want to shave. You never want to shave years off of the life of talented people like the Funhouse, Funhouse guys. That is we'll be someday. But how does that tie into Blue Apron and Dollar Shave Club? <laughs> well, you got to lead with blue. You got to lead with uh, uh, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the leaves uh, make great seasoning. You grind those up so, from so, your family tree. Um, so what was the thing? You want to look up your family tree because you're you think you're gonna die. Like maybe maybe they had heart disease in your family tree, so like oh, you might okay. get heart disease. I, I always figured people were interested in their their past family or their their family from the past, or because they thought like, oh wow, I bet my uncle was like a knight. It's like yeah, he was probably a knight, but he's also probably a rapist. Yeah, yeah. Like nine why, times why, out of ten, like everybody. The, why was your uncle a knight? And why was everybody great a great uncle? <laughs> your great uncle <laughs> was a knight. Elton John's a knight. <laughs> oh okay, so like. Uh, yeah, got it. Well, so we're, go wrong. we're all looking blind. for somebody famous, just like Pocahontas is my direct relative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. Right. Uh, that is absolutely true. That's not one hundred percent. Here's the thing, though, Bernie. Bernie, I believe it. <laughs> but I believe it. But Bruce always ignores the fact that she was probably brutally assaulted. I don't ignore to that. To produce him eventually. I don't ignore that. That's fucking awesome. She she made it through. She got raped oh. by John Smith and she made it through to, and then she produced me. He, so he's like always <laughs> Pocahontas and I'm like, that's, yeah, I don't know. We're way far away from that Special Olympics conversation. <laughs> yeah. We are way far away from it. But I feel the same way. Like, but the, Going back to the thing about wanting to know how people in your family died because you'll probably die that way. When I see an obituary in the paper or whatever, a news article, and the person who died is my age or younger, I want to know more details. Yeah. They yeah. just say, oh, they passed away suddenly. Yeah. It's like, how? Yep. I don't want whatever that was to get me. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like if they're under a certain age, they should they should absolutely be required yeah. by law to put the cause Like, I see, like, child leukemia, and I'm like, well, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, keep, just keep it away. <laughs> Stay away from that. I, I could see Elise getting diagnosed with a childhood disease. <laughs> <laughs> I could see me, too. She I, catches I, progeria <laughs> at, like, at 42. I always have to wear, like, the child version of everything. Like, we were we went ziplining. They... they they put like a, a different colored wristband on me. Yeah. And I was like, that's strange. Everybody else yellow red bands, at least with the yeah. old purple. They bring out the old child harness. <laughs> really? And I'm like, what's going on? Child harness. The helmet was pink and it had like oh, little, little flowers stickers. and you, rainbows you on it. And stuff. Yeah, they had attached like me to Bruce. I was just, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Well, uh, I'm glad that Bernie was able to come back before we all died. Mm. Yeah, good point. One last time. I'm trying yeah. to seg- let's get this back around. Because <laughs> the last time Bernie was on Dude Soup was the first podcast ever, which was February 7th, 2015. Wow. Wow. Was wow. It was what day? February 7th. Oh, I think it's December 1st. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. February. Yeah. yeah. Over uh, 622 celebrities have died since then. <laughs> yeah. 2016 was a little rough. <laughs> Mostly yeah. George Michael. Can I tell you guys, I went and I was kind of like look, oh. watching this podcast a little bit, and you can see John Reisinger's reflection the entire time. Really? Stand, you can see it in like the, uh, I forget what the reflective surface is. Was it like is. a monitor or He's like, just standing cross, cross-armed, staring at all of that. you. I didn't know that. All FOMO'd out over there. It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember looking over and seeing him standing there. Well, so you, I'm like, don't you have something to do? And then, then realizing, no. Yeah. He didn't have anything. <laughs> he, he didn't have on the spot I, yet. To give credit where credit is due, that was a lot of fun starting all that. And John Reisinger came up with it with what I think is arguably the best logo 
in the company. Which the swastika? Is the Funhouse logo. <laughs> I love the Funhouse logo. We all loved it. No, the logo's great. When the we first great. saw it, before we knew it was Nazi propaganda. <laughs> And uh, he came up with that almost immediately. Like, I remember yeah. it was like a sheet of designs, and everyone was like, that's the one. Well, right do you there. remember the other options? There was one that was, it had a jester's hat yes. on top of the app. <laughs> oh. and <we're>, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Adam, I sent a list of all the potential names for Funhouse. Mm -hmm. And Dude Soup was one of the names yeah. for the group as a whole. Absolutely, it was. And it was the one you guys fought hardest for. And I was like, please, guys, let's, just, let's not call the whole thing Dude Soup. <laughs> I was always Boss Loaf, man. Boss Loaf is a great I, lo I love Boss Loaf. Boss Loaf is a great name. I enjoyed Boss yeah. Loaf. Well, it was we, Bottom yeah. Shelf. Bottom Shelf was another one. Played Out was another one. At least you were helping with those names, yeah. most likely. I was just kind she of was. admiring them from we, no, afar. No, 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 we went to BKK 101. Which is this Thai restaurant, and uh, just it's, it's sponsored by. Thanks uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Obscure Thai restaurant. Anyway, and I remember because Elise. Omar just gave a shout a out. Document to out like and Elise and I was like helping me bounce names off because like we're start starting this thing. We have to figure out names. We have to send over names, and she uh. was helping me come up with stuff. So <laughs> inadvertently, she had a hand I, in her own downfall. I true. loved Boss Loaf. I thought that was um, well. The Funhouse awesome. name has been so popular. Boss even um, was the UCBs ripping it off. Like oh yeah, school. that's right. The UCBs were, they, they started their own show uh -huh. or like some you know series of shows called Funhouse, and it's literally spelled the way we spell it. That's yeah. not true. It is absolutely yeah. Yeah. true. We said you could get the I know, lawyers to do something about that. Each yeah. video had like three hundred views. I'm like, it's sort of just like beating up a puppy. Yeah, we should, like, I think we should just we should just call something Upright Citizens Brigade. <laughs> that's a good idea, <laughs> right? And then what can they do? Just, they can't do anything. I don't know. Those guys don't even think the internet's real. Those are those types, you know. They is, think oh, like is this the video. They like Channel One Hundred One. Is it? Yeah. I yeah. remember channel. Oh, this is the original. Wow. You guys don't have YouTube Red to watch the uh, YouTube stuff. I, I guess do. I do. Oh, I do. We all do. And then every time we watch what something on this laptop, cool. I, hate, this I hate this part of the show. This is my <laughs> least. This is wow. my least you, favorite part of uh, hosting dudes. Look at my hair. Oh, he's I'm, a reflection in the frame of Lawrence. That's where John right is. There? You can see John. Oh yeah, because he was wearing like a guys, vest. I just want to point out. Oh my god. I'm wearing. A pullover over a red shirt with uh -huh. a baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally. Yeah. I didn't plan You're wearing that the in same any way. hat too. Yeah. Is it a funhouse hat? No, that's I mean, my rooster hat. The, yeah, it's like a funhouse hat. I lost that hat. I lost that hat. Oh, bummer. Man. But that's really weird that I'm wearing the exact same thing. I got. I got that exact hat after you left. That's so weird. <laughs> Thanks, Elise. I got it. Good podcast. Look at like everyone's so full of life. I know. Look, we were so. Why young. is yeah. Bruce standing against the wall like he's your manager? We ran out of chairs. So, we ran out of chairs and mics. Oh. So I was like, I'll just stand up and Aww. yell. So where's the reflection? Is it? It's, it's on the Lawrence. center. See the Lawrence the image Lawrence? in the center. You can see the John Reisinger's Han Solo vest. Oh, I can see him. Yeah. Yeah. For some he's, reason he's we have a DSLR on the table. I think he stands there like the whole time. I'm sure. Yeah, he this does. is already 45 minutes in. He's still there. Oh, he yeah. doesn't move. Yeah, he hasn't moved. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at Lawrence. You see the look I had in my eyes. I'm I, like, I just, we hired this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say of all the Make a Wish things you guys have done, hiring John Reisinger has been the greatest. Oh. <laughs> Again with the ads. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, power we're yourself. helping out some. Uh, are, we have are we just talking about ourselves today? We're just giving back. No, to, not to the, the whole, not the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, uh, I just wanted to ask Power Rangers. I want to know. Whoa, look at that kick. That's a good kick. Man. We're not sponsored by... He's going to make a great power bottom one day. Wow. Oh, you geez. mean Power Ranger. Um, <laughs> what I, <say>? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ask Fernie if he thought this was the, the trajectory for Funhouse or whether like you've been surprised or not surprised <laughs> by what's, what's going on yeah. here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's our review. Okay. Yeah, it's performance review. No, I think everything's gone great. You know, It's been now since what? It's February of 2015, so now we're two years in. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's I, I, what I thought. The only thing I thought we'd have more of is I thought we'd have more of Rooster Teeth 
in LA at this point. I don't know why, like Funhouse was the seed to have that, but it's the relationship with you guys and full screen that has allowed us to kind of stay in Austin and like grow even more in Austin. Like we're holding mm -hmm. them back? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're keeping us at bay. Wow. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but I was actually on this trip when I was talking to you guys, I was actually at house hunting as well. Yeah. Trying to find a place where I could live in LA because I thought I was going to be out here all the time. I remember, I remember you were thinking about getting a house kind of on the hill <laughs> and it would have literally been, overlook us. It would have literally been like uh, Bates Motel where right. our office would have been somewhere and if we walked outside we'd look up to the hill and see like the light Even on the in your attic and a silhouette of you staring down. It over directly overlooks what is now the Funhouse office. This is not that office. Yeah, this yeah. is that horrible room where you guys were for how yeah. long? That was the storage like, closet that we were in for, for months. months. That's unbelievable. This was like the old Tim and Eric office or yeah. something. Yeah, it was Jash. That was it was, we were in the Jash office, yeah. Red but there were blue. no windows. Yeah. None at all. Yeah. And that was that was a conference table that I think was in there. And then Joel brought his drill from home. Yep. Oh, yeah, we drilled it. only hold a charge a for drill? about. Yeah. yeah. I know we it's bought it all the people. Yeah, I think it was Dana's. But um, <laughs> yeah, I remember we had to drill a hole and we could only drill like five seconds at a time because the charge wouldn't hold. Oh, yeah. And so it was like drill. Yeah. It took yeah. us all day to make a hole. Yeah. So but we, we did get it. all those wires down the yep. middle. Yep. Memories. Yeah. And was... I remember there's a room off to the left on camera here. Uh, behind Lawrence and Adam, that's where Peak was. Mm -hmm. And I remember my impression of Peak was, here's a guy who will do anything possible not to appear on camera. Mm -hmm. As soon as the camera started rolling, he would just like, just disappear around a corner. Yep. <laughs> yep. And now he's he's was at PAX this weekend, and there's people photos of him like a whole crowd, like reaching out as this. like people are reaching for him, yep. and it's like Charles stuff Manson. Like that. Yeah, he's he's gone. He's gone full <laughs> <Just> Manson. <like Charles. laughs> but I mean, he still doesn't seek it out. And I I've noticed like Matt Peake is the most humble dude too. If mm -hmm. if a fan does something nice or sends something to us, he I I've seen him. He's sending like long, you know letters to them like yeah. thanking them he writes them back and he does yeah, all sorts of cool he's just cool the, the like best all around dude bernie's yeah. still trying to share that one post i got it i got it. i literally he's almost there got it <laughs> nailed it we just bringing an intern to show you know what i'm yeah. you know trying to do now i'm finally getting caught up on social media i'm in the process of trying to get bernie as my name on everything like bernie on instagram because i don't have an instagram account i don't have a snapchat and apparently that's what everyone is doing now. So I'm trying to, yeah. I have no idea how to get in contact with the person who has Bernie though on Snapchat. I I spent about 15 minutes last night just trying to figure out how you can find out how many followers you have on Snapchat. Uh, yeah, it's not. It, it was an enigma wrapped inside a puzzle yeah. inside some sort of fortress of asshole. You can see people who have added you recently, but, the, the uh -huh. but then it's just a scroll well, list. They were like, they were like, here's a here's a formula that will help you. Like I I, I am like old man Snapchat where like. I'll use it, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm basically yep. being angry at Snapchat while I'm using. It. I'm using it begrudgingly. The good thing about Snapchat, though, is that if you don't want to, you don't have to get any feedback from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just can. do whatever you want to, and then you just only see the people that enjoyed it. Well, it, what does that mean? Do you like? Do you even? No, see you, you can check. It? You can see how many people viewed it, or how so, many people so downloaded you it, po or you post it, you post a story, and then basically the way you find out how many people look at it is over 24 hours. So like, let's yeah. say you post something right now. Yeah. Okay. Check 24 hours from now, so tomorrow at. 2 p.m. Yeah, or whatever. Check 23 hours from now. Right. Otherwise sure, it'll be gone. But otherwise it'll disappear. Right. <laughs> so you need to see. It'll show how many people saw it. Yeah. And it'll say like, you know, 10K people or whatever. And right. that's how you okay, know wait, so how many people saw so your story. So the shit I posted a day ago, it's yeah. already gone. So I can't see how many people saw this. No, no. So, but, gone, so no. if you want to post something uh, right now, well, check tomorrow at this yeah. very same time or a little less, and then you'll find out how many people I mean, saw this is, And what's the score? The score is how many stuff the, the stuff you put out there? The score is not that. The score no. is actually how many times you've chatted with people. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. That's oh, crazy. my God. Uh, There's something on Snapchat, though, that kind of takes away from the whole anonymous part of it, 
where I just recently started using it. And when chatting with someone, it then all of a sudden shows up in your list that you that you get like a yellow heart if you're best friends. That seems like you wouldn't oh, want that record of that. Well, there's so, nothing you can do to eliminate that. So right now there's only there's only one friend I have on Snapchat and it's Bethany. It's okay. And uh, and so what we, we have this. We have 110. <laughs> What's that? Next to us, and that means we've sent a Snapchat to each other for 110 days in a row. Okay. Um, and we have a little fire next you to our name. Chat, you guys send a, little, a little heart. And Do you send videos? Um, we send videos occasionally. Yeah. Really? It's mainly it's mainly pictures. Okay. We're, we're trying what? Go ahead. Answer the question. What's the picture? They're usually of? pictures of like my face, like a kid, like uh, you know, like a kissy really? face. And t- yeah, no, actually, I just sent one. Disgusting. That's me. true. I, I, do, I have. I do send those things occasionally. That's darling. But, Come on, I mean, Bruce doing that. Yet? The That's, thought of Bruce doing anything. What do you mean? I got. I kiss a girl from time to time. Ew. Is it just because he's super <laughs> gross, or is it because he's one of your husband's? Bruce friends? is like a big brother to me, and I okay. respect him too much, and I just can't. I, I can't. I would like to. I like to kiss women occasionally. <laughs> I've uh, been known yeah. mainly Bethany. <laughs> mainly, uh, primarily. Don't so, kiss an adult. I feel like I want to move a further away from you as you make that joke. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you Bethany shows up? Did I ever tell you about the the guy's hard drive? I found him fingering his own ass. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So uh, I was I was working. How do you know it was my drive? <laughs> no, this was a different. You recognize the asshole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Bernie's asshole. <laughs> no, I was my nose. Way, way, way before working, like even at Machinima, I was editing for this one guy and he had a friend who wanted me to back up a hard drive uh, on an editing bay I was working on. And uh, I think he was he was wanting me to grab like a certain movie file. So I was like, oh, can you grab that real quick? And I was pulling through his files and I started finding stuff of like just pictures of him with his dick out. And I was like, wow. oh, okay. And there's another one where it was like he came on a girl's face and all this other stuff. And then there was like a video of him like fingering his own ass. And then like 10 minutes later, he gets a message, he goes, don't look in this one oh, folder. No. And I went, oh, no. Oh, I wouldn't. I would never do that. Here's your file. I was like, why? Well, clearly you watched more than one. Like you got to that. Well, you he saw w- the first one and then just kept he going. He basically said, I just need this one video file. Can you find it for me? And then I think it clicked in his head and went, oh shit, I left yeah. all my my personal porn stuff on there. It was basically <laughs> like, purpose. snap. No, he no, no, he was, he was oh, very sure. He was absolutely on purpose. I was going to say, but do, well, do you think he oh, wanted to like you. have a threesome with you or something? Maybe, no. wanted, maybe he thought it you was were a power move. Oh, it's just a power. Yeah, because now he knows no. Adam's weaker than him. Right. Yeah, he was like, he was like, wait situation. till he sees this anal fingering. Yeah, how does He'll he be know that? In my how hands? does he know Adam's weaker? Because <laughs> Adam wasn't going to mention it. If Adam had said, "Dude, I found all your porn," then he lost. But if Adam doesn't mention it, he knows that Adam's seen it, but he's afraid to talk to him about Good it. Good point, Adam. You lost. Yeah. You need Did to call him now, you man. Lost. Call him now. Huh? You need he, to call he him up far now. Away. Yeah, call him and tell him you found his ass porno. Either way, it was it was weird to see like a guy who like. We'd hung out like kind of like in like work settings, and it's like, oh, cool. And then it's like, oh, I know what the I know what your butt looks like and what your finger looks like inside of it. Everyone is a sexual deviant. So you every just, single person. You just like jumped ahead a couple years in the relationship. A little bit, right? Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna find that out anyway. He, he had moved out to Hollywood to be like a big director, and it didn't work out, so he went back home to the East Coast. Oh, so, man. Um, that's cool. Well, anybody oh, wow. who could direct a shot of their own So they only have one free hand. Yeah. Was, it, was it well framed? <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was like, solid, it was like him on a bed. So How did he not make it, Bruce? He, well, there was, there was natural light coming through. Make it. And it was on a, it was like a white sheeted bed. So I was like, that's brave. Yeah, it is. Um, and then it was clearly, it was on a tripod and like, it was a DSLR, so that means you have to wow. pull focus. DSLR? Yeah. Pull focus? <laughs> yeah. He's got the measuring tape out. That's a guy. <laughs> a little light meter. Like, okay, we're good. Well, I, I hope he at least, like, washed his hands before he went and cooked. I didn't ask. Hold on. She's segwaying. Oh. I hope he washed his hands before he cooked because, you know, 
the only food that I think that you could not wash your hands with and still make great food with is from Blue Apron. Wow. Yeah. Uh, nice. They, they, those high quality ingredients, they make the difference here. So really uh, and they're also, it's also affordable, less than $10 a person per meal and new recipes every week. Well, and you can customize your recipes, your delivery options. It's great. Uh, <laughs> So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash soup. Uh, you'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Right now, you can get salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli, pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple. Like, these are top-shelf recipes that you will not find anywhere else. So thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring this. And uh, yeah, check out that link. But uh, yeah, you were talking about your friend fingering his butthole. Or I'm done with that. <laughs> oh. We're no, not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had. Have, hey, let me ask you a question. Nobody has to answer if they don't want to. Have you had anything that you thought potentially leaked out there that you mm. lost control of sensitive? Um, we're, I'm talking about photos you've taken of yourself. No. Like you're, you're Snapchatting like a lunatic. I, I, I'm not a lunatic. Sometimes again, just pick, they're tasteful pictures, Bernie. Are they all tasteful, tasteful? pictures? No. I mean, they're not all tasteful. Uh, Most a, of them are tasteful. There's a Snapchat video that went of Bruce oh, like yeah. two weekends ago of him doing a shot out of Bethany's cleavage. Well, so I, so it was funny. I handed the phone off and I said Snapchat this. Yes. And they shot me. So doing it's not it. a leak. So it was, so it was me and you Snapchatting. it. Yeah, you so, put it out there. Yeah, you had to put the little I, add yeah, it to my story button. Right. So, uh, so, but no, nothing's ever leaked. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, nothing's ever leaked. Well, nothing's yeah. gonna leak through them titties. <laughs> Not with Bruce on the case. I don't know. I'm sorry, Bruce. I get I'm, uncomfortable when you talk about your sexuality. <laughs> we had a dude when we were working on our building, uh, the six three six studio, uh, the one that was like achievement hunter was all crammed in with that little room. We were building that building out. Um, we had a guy who was working on it who came and took pictures of everything. Nice. That's and not leaked though. He oh, no, left no. his camera there. <laughs> he left his camera like on site. And then we just like said, oh, you know, this guy left his camera. He came rushing back for it. And he started grilling us as to whether or not we had looked at the photos and videos <laughs> on the camera. Like, oh, no. Nobody looked at it, dude. And he's, he, he wouldn't let it go. Mm. He absolutely mm. wouldn't let it go. So now I've always been curious what the fuck was yeah. on that camera. I immediately go to child pornography. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It could be something really bad. It reminds, like, it, it's sort of like uh, that episode of Black Mirror, if you saw it, where it's like. Out of context is a great statement, by the way. I always go to child pornography. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it just makes me think if you see someone who's that flustered, like. I don't know. I like if you guys saw a picture of my dick or something on my phone, I'd be like, "Let's try and see. Give me a, send me a photo. Do you have photos of my dick? Do you have a photo of your dick on your on your thing? No, I just have this picture of Bruce naked on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. I don't take nudes of myself. The closest I have is, um, I'm not really worried about this one. Jess and I will take progress photos when we're going through like an exercise thing. Gotcha. So it's me standing in my underwear profile. You, 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 you tweeted that out yourself yeah, you, you voluntarily. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, and I'm like, whatever. Like, you that's way down the scale. That's not, you wouldn't be worried about that getting out. Great no, way, no, way but I'm like, there. I. that's the thing I have like a series of, and then like, you know, Jess has hers, but it's like basically her in a bikini, so who cares? But yeah. like, we, yeah, I, I'm too fearful of that. That's why all my photos, no matter what they are, like even just like us on vacation <laughs> or whatever, I always just put a black bar, a real thin black bar across <laughs> the side. Know. That so that sense. way there, it's like, maybe it's me, maybe it's not. But you can't see this little bar across my eyes might not be me. See, for so. me, all of my photos are me totally nude. Oh, so at that yeah. point, you already know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who cares? Yeah, right? just, well, my I've junk told, is all pixelated in real life. So. Nice. Oh, I've wow. told you about my That's thing before. Investment. We've discussed the International New Database. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. It it's an application. 
where you you volunteer your own naked photos that go into a database on the internet, and then you can have the app on your phone, so that way you're out with your gal pals, at least talking to you, you're out with your gal pals, <laughs> like and an attractive friend. waiter walks up right. or something, and then you're like, oh, he's pretty cute, and then you like scan his face, and everyone kind of knows that. Like you hold it up like this <laughs> well, to your waiter. Well, everyone knows. And <laughs> so you scan his face, and then it's so searching database, finds him, brings up his naked pictures, but it's like medical. It's like him standing like this in front of a white <laughs> so wall, sexy. and immediately that's out the Wait, window. Now what, there's no what's like... The name of, what's the name of the The, the International New Database. But so, the, the okay. limitation of the curiosity that would kill your... Uh, your need to pursue that person, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I know, but that's, it brings us all to, it gets us all to zero. Yeah, it kind of evens it us out. It squares it out. It's like destroying the credit card companies. So. Or everyone <laughs> should have privacy or no one should have privacy. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all medical, too. So yeah. it's like, you know, if you've if ever, like, stumbled upon a site that has, like, medical, like, before and after plastic surgery, mm-hmm. and it's like, like, it doesn't look good on either side. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I, but I, it's just like that. The, White wall. The, the caveat should be every time you scan someone, it has to be audible. So you're like scanning for yeah, a nude yeah. person, <laughs> yeah. looking for a nude yeah. picture yeah. of this Flashes man. Flashes your light constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, as the scanee, you're like, oh, okay. or the scanner. Like sorry, you gotta have the confidence. Yeah, yeah, you have to be like, I'm. I want everyone in the room to know that I'm scanning you just to look at your. Listen, junk. that would be yeah. the only sound you heard anywhere you went, though. Yeah, yeah. It's listen. It's not gonna happen tomorrow, but I think we can get there as a society. I want to put in a petition to change the name just a touch. Okay. International Nudie Database. Nudie? Instead of the International Movie. That's fine, because I already have the INDB, so that okay. doesn't change that. <laughs> Excellent, good. I just want to yeah, make sure. Yeah. The acronym no. doesn't change. And, and you can have other galleries, too. Like, uh, there's the first, your profile has to fit a criteria. Can it has have, to be a medical photo. Can you do sexy? But then you can have a gallery. You can flip over and be like, well, here's me in better lighting good. and posing and okay. stuff like that. Or Filters whatever. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You well, before you upload your photo, you should maybe, like, shave a little bit, clean up. Around there. Always a good idea. Oh, another ad read? It's really easy to do that. Are uh, we supposed to do these right away? I like to do them and that way we just get them out of the way. And know, then we, I understand. You know, I understand. Just, Sorry. Uh, and there's no reason not to do that when you can get a get a great razor from Dollar Shave Club here. Okay. There's no reason to use a cheap disposable razor either, or pay a high price for some gimmicky thing. It's garbage. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And when you make the smarter choice and join Dollar Shave, Dollar Shave Club, okay, uh, you can either uh, uh, pay a fortune. Or, uh, you know, do this. Dollar Shave Club is the best of both worlds. A premium razor at a disposable price. Uh, and you get a close, close, smooth shave every time. And you can't beat that convenience of having uh, these mailed to you. So if you haven't tried Dollar Shave Club, you're missing out. Uh, there's no smarter choice on the market. And, and right now they're giving away a, a one-month trial of their razors for $1 with free shipping. And then it's just a few bucks a month after that. So no long-term commitments, no hidden fees. You can cancel whenever you want. Uh, and you can get your $1 trial at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude, uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. And I know you've used it for years and yeah, years and years. I've been a subscriber for a very long time. It is like literally a dollar. Yeah, and I've used it's your razor without telling you. So, Well, the thing is they send you a bunch. Even if you get the cheapest one, you get like five razors. And then you never, I never get through them. So I always have razors. There's never, I haven't, for the last probably two years of my life, I've never been at a point where I'm like, I need more razors. You I always have them. Way more. I do, and I I have the luxury now where I'll just shave once and I'm like, toss that razor, who cares? I got plenty left. (laughs) One half your face, and then you're done. Yeah, and now when you're putting your entry in the INDB, yeah, you know, clean all the way, head to toe. Just trimmed up, just get everything like neat. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to to prep for it, yeah, but then the photo itself has to be you want everything gone, has to be, has to meet certain criteria. Just make all your body hair, just shave on all the sides so you look slimmer. That's you know? not, oh, like these stripes, vertical what? stripes. Yeah, Does just like, it's slimming. You start you, from the, 
Yeah. yeah. I got with you. It's okay. contrary. How much yeah. body hair does Elise think everybody has? I don't know. <laughs> She's only seen you naked. So. I know. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I mean, I got a lot of body hair. But. I did have some laser hair removal, one of the best decisions of my life. Oh. I, would, I would recommend it. Don't negate the ad. It's right right here. Okay. Quick oh, trivia. Yeah. Who do you think has the most body hair at Rooster Teeth? Bruce. Do you have, do you, for Funhouse, Adam Ellis. Do you have. That's Adam Ellis is a great guess. It's, it's not who you think. Hold on. It's not Gus. I don't think you know. So, so it is true. It is true that when someone's hired, they have to bear their entire nude body to you, so you can judge their body without question. Yeah, yeah. You guys know. I mean, I did, it. I did yeah. it, but I thought I thought that was a thing. Yeah. For I couldn't me. see through yeah. the tears. I didn't know who that was. <laughs> like I think Boss loves a good neighbor. Like, stay still. Yeah. Stop jiggling. Gavin uh, Free. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah, he's, he's a furry little critter, huh? Little monkey. Yeah. In fact, it's like whenever we're about to start Laser Team 2 production and taping mics to him is just, it's torture. Have you seen his hairy ass? <laughs> I have never seen Gavin's butt. No, I don't think so. So, uh, so here's the thing. Go ahead. Because I have a very, very hairy ass. And I challenge anyone to beat me on the hairy ass. <laughs> I get the feeling Gavin is, is just focused on the chest and that everyone oh. else. Like Gavin doesn't have a hairy back or anything like that. Well, so. I know that sometimes when we'll be around Gavin, he'll be in a t-shirt. Like Adam is wearing, and you can see well, anytime someone's in a T-shirt, and you can see the hairs, yeah. like coming over the collar part, like yeah. desperately trying to escape. That's <laughs> when you know that they're a hairy person. Yeah. It's, it's surprising. Hmm. Yeah, it's a surprise. good for him. Who has the most Teslas at Rooster Teeth? Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to get to the next topic here. For so this is this has changed my identity. This little fun little art project I did now is I'm, I'm being. Cited as Tesla owner. <laughs> in, yeah. <laughs> in their defense, that is your Twitter handle. Uh, it is. Well, I changed it back. But yeah, it was for a bit. Tesla, well, like, a Tesla owner. Four years ago, it was you'd be like you'd turn your head a little bit and go, "Oh wow, Tesla." On the right here to this office, about once or twice a week, I'll see a, one Tesla cut off another Tesla. Yes. Yeah. It's just like the they're everywhere, but they're self-driving, so well, they're, it's oh. safe. We we're in Los Angeles though because we we were in Little Tokyo this weekend. And I think there were some tourists near us because a Tesla drove by just in the streets of downtown LA. Yeah. And the guy literally went like, oh my God, look at Tesla. Really? Look at that. And I was like, wow, they must be from out of town. Yeah, they're not from here. No, that was the thing in the video. I said that I see a lot of these cars, the Model S on the road, and a lot of the comments were, I've never seen a Tesla in person in my life. And it's hmm. just, I get it, because if you don't live in a city, an yeah. electric vehicle really doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because the range on it is, you know, it's it's not as convenient as a gas engine. Yeah. Depends. It's it's way more convenient if you live within a hundred miles of where you work, and yeah. then you. I haven't been to a gas station in three years. Oh, they're, yeah. they've, they've changed a lot. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> just standing there. <laughs> yeah. Changed a lot. I say that, but I actually had to fill Ashley's car with gas, and I was like, I forgot how long this takes. Spraying yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. How does it go in? Um, what made you decide to do the cell shading? It was actually it's actually an idea I had for a really long time to do it. Um, which James made fun of me when I told him that earlier today. <laughs> it's like really, yeah, a just long like time. the idea of thinking about this for a long time, <laughs> mulling it over. I uh, I wanted to. Uh, there's another thing I want to do with a car, but it's a way bigger project, and I just I can't do it. So I this Wings. was like a, a way to get like towards <laughs> that. No, it's, uh, he wants to take a Tesla. He wants to put a gasoline engine in the oh, front of it. Oh, that's a great so idea. That way he can drive for as long as he wants to. He'll yeah. just stop at a gas station. Have it just run on dinosaurs. Yeah, there you go. This is just a re removable skin, right? Like you can just take it off. Yeah, so it's supposed to last for anywhere between two to four years, but it, if I decide to go back tomorrow and just pull it off, I can just pull it off. That's cool. Hmm. And I gotta give a big shout out to Marcus. If you don't follow Marcus on Twitter, Marcus Laporte. Marcus absolutely Marcus should. Yeah, Marcus Laporte, who's Teeth. our production designer for all things Rooster Teeth. Yeah. And he's just, he's awesome. He just, he's, hmm. he's, 
It seems like a relatively new hire at the company, but the guy can do anything, yeah. you know? He's I, been, what, two years now? He's been two years, yeah. Yeah. He's been around a while. He was there. He came on during Laser Team. He, he built the set we're sitting on. Yeah, right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, him and Travis probably helped with that. Yep, Travis is did. a lot of our set building. Marcus is cool. Like, every time I talk to him, he's sort of like, happy with the set? Because we can burn it down and start again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Sure, man. There is When there was talking about, like, doing more Rooster Teeth stuff in L.A., there is a Rooster Teeth set. It was supposed oh, to be yeah. a Rooster Teeth podcast over set over there, sitting over there, that we're just going to use for our own things. You but, should absolutely do it. <laughs> but, uh, just sitting yeah. there. John's uh, on-the-spot chair is here, too. Yeah, that's his throne. I yeah, sat in it, it naked and got my, my ass here. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He upped the value of the chair. <laughs> how, how has it been with this whole thing? Like, obviously, you made the RT life about it, but, like, we just saw today that Jalopnik is writing about it. What have the ups and downs of your cartoon Tesla adventure been like so i think a fun f formula for vlogs is you know you do everyday life stuff and then you kind of do like fun projects like this like this is just something that i think has a broad appeal that people would want to see and we don't do a lot of car stuff at rooster teeth jalopnik actually gave us uh a mention in a blog years ago and it was probably one of the highest if not the highest links we ever got in terms of the traffic that it generated coming to rooster teeth Jalopnik uh, did a story on the third person car we did for the very first episode of Immersion. And it was, I think like 90,000 people came through that link to hmm. see the video that we can measure, you know? And that's that's a lot for a link. Like on Reddit, you'd be surprised. Something that goes to the top of the Reddit, uh, the top of Reddit, like across all categories, you can look and see how many people clicked on it there in the stats. And sometimes like 2,000 people, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. 5,000 people. So you never know what's going to drive traffic to something. But... This is really fun. I just, I always I always wanted to do this, and it's had a kind of a weird uh, impact where I didn't realize how close I came to meeting a lot of people in the past. Mm -hmm. Now I have a, since I've done this since less than a week. I've had experiences where people have seen the car and then hunted me down wherever I am to find me. Like there was yeah. literally three people that found me during dinner. At the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> with my kids. The last place you want to be found. Right. <laughs> I'm insulted a little what bit. What if people were finding you without the car? Like right. you, you had never done this. <laughs> they people just go decide, to Cheesecake Factory. I better see Freddy's yeah, in this Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. factory. <laughs> yeah. But the worst part was, is like, I parked the car out in the parking lot. And there was, there's a lot of other businesses and shops and restaurants in that complex. But they found me in the Cheesecake yeah. Factory. It's like, I'm insulted that they looked for me at <laughs> yeah. the place where I was actually eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, first I'm place. better than this. But the Cheesecake Factory is uh, yeah. fucking awesome, by the way. I love that place. Well, the meal <laughs> yesterday was not up to snuff, but that's okay. Uh -oh. Oh, like, no. These are oh. shots I do with a drone. The drone auto, shots. Auto following the car. <laughs> so I actually have the yeah. stupid remote in my lap. <laughs> He had a robot shooting a robot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seduciest, like, tech thing ever. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. Are you worried that your drone and your Tesla may fall in love? <laughs> and leave me behind, yeah. right? Oh, it's an I autonomous love story. story together. I wanted to do a thing where we all try to predict what Bernie's next, like, love affair with technology mm. will be. I'm saying holograms. holograms Bernie gets good, his own holograms. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good um, one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If maybe. any of you dare insult your boss. Uh, <laughs> voice technology is like all my all my lights in my house now. I can I just you walk around yelling at my house all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alexa. You, what is it? Is that the oh, the Alexa thing? Yep. We saw there's um what was that uh, website called? Uh, Omar, I'll show you the light activated light bulb or the voice activated light bulbs. You remember? 
It was like a, I don't know, I forget. I, I don't remember what the name of this is. It's like Neon was. Aurora or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. The uh, Neon. <laughs> neon something. Like <laughs> what is Gus in a car to go for? Why was he in a car to go? <laughs> he's in a Spotify car. That's not his car. As he's pulling away, I say, you're bigger than the car. I mean, he yeah, is yeah. like, he doesn't get in that car. He puts it on like a shirt. The, uh, the car to go service is in Austin. It was before ride sharing. There are these cars, and you just get a card, and you put it on. Oops! You put it on the windshield, yeah. little sensor, and then that's your car, and you cool. can rent it for. I think Zipcar is more popular in California, right? Well, mm-hmm. but they, they do both. Cardigo is not here very, very much, but Zipcar is. And Cardigo is yeah. like all smart cars. Well, yeah. then also next door to you guys is the. I always see those Google self-driving cars. Yeah, that's been like a year and a half. They're gone now. I don't. Know, they just disappeared well, one they, day. They cr- one of them crashed. Uh, one of them crashed into something. And I heard that Google pulled them because of some problems with really? the, with Damn the it. Uh, yeah, we're still, we're still like 70 years away. Yeah, we're pretty far away. Um, I read this. Uh, Bernie's like, not, though. No, you're, no, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're like from autonomous cars. The seven years tops. Well, no, like we'll have them. But I was, I was reading this thing. It was like a realistic outlook of where we're going to be with self-driving cars. And they said uh, to go from where we are now to completely autonomous, to get rid of driving cars completely, would be yeah. 70 years. I, I believe that because people are just stubborn as fuck, you know? Yeah. And they, it's amazing what the cars do now. It's amazing, like, what that car can do without any help from the infrastructure at all. It just, mm. it does it just by recognizing, you know, vi- via visual recognition algorithms, recognizing street signs, recognizing lanes, all that stuff. And it's, it's if there was any kind of, like, standardization of the lanes mm-hmm. or the signage, you know, to help autonomous cars, it would go a really long way. I think your next technology love affair is uh, super lasers. Super lasers. <laughs> Have you ever used a super laser before? Oh, are you being serious? What Absolutely. A uh, super laser is basically like it's a laser that's really, really hot that can damage things. And like, so like an actual laser, like an actual, like it a la- fulfills the they promise. Have, they have guns that are laser guns. They have like a like a laser pointer that will shoot a laser and like pop balloons and stuff. What and would like he do with things. this? I'm down with that. I, f- I feel like you would really get into that and like maybe. I think you like, attach it to the drone. And have it. Oh, drone fights! You can have drone fights. I that would be fun. Oh, I'd like get a drone that attacks other drones. That'd be fun. Eat a dick, battle bots. We got drone fights. <laughs> if I, seriously though, you'll know that I'm done when I show up on set one day and I've got a pair of military grade night vision goggles. I've always said that's my ultimate frivolous purchase. And the moment I do that, I I I'm done. I'm you out. Peaked. You peaked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, it's just like I've given up everything. I've, I've stopped being. You can be a spy responsible for fun. in any way. <laughs> There's actually something I cut from the vlog. I'm wearing a SpaceX shirt in this. I had like a framed picture of Elon Musk in my office too, but I cut that out. It was like this whole running thing of like, I was like, see, I'm not a huge fan of these cars, but you know, and then everything I have in my life is associated with Elon Musk. Are you getting the, uh, what is it, the Solar City uh, panels on your house? I was trying to, no, I would love to do that, okay. but no, it's. Uh, I heard it, he does it personally. Does he? Comes out, he comes out, hammers it in, he got nails in his lap. <laughs> He, uh, he takes his shirt off and a little bit of sweat glistens Ooh, wow. his chest hairs. And, and then a, a drone pickup. wipes it away. <laughs> <laughs> the nanobots yeah. run their sweat routine. Uh, you know what else peaked but has since plummeted to a 97 score on Metacritic? Oh, okay. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 97? It's yeah, who's the jackass? It's one dude. Well, Jim Sterling is currently under attack for the 7 out of 10 review he gave for Breath of the Wild. It was at a 98 on Metacritic, so it was... It was in the tier that's just below Ocarina of Time, which still holds the honor of 99 score, which is the best score on Metacritic. Um, Jim Sterling, he gave it the 7 out of 10. Uh, he's, he, his website is down because he was getting bombarded. Uh, some are calling it a publicity stunt. Some people think that it's just a revenge ploy because 
In February, he posted a video to his channel uh, basically saying like it's okay to pirate Nintendo games just because of how Nintendo's attitude has been toward ROMs, toward emulators. He, he basically is, is saying, you know, Nintendo perceives this as a huge threat to the intellectual property and they're being so protective of their property to the point where they're committing transgressions against their fans, etc. Like he seems to be a little bit in the anti-Nintendo camp. Admittedly, I'm not a huge like Jim Sterling viewer. I don't really watch much of his stuff uh, to be quite like Frank, but it, he, some are saying this is just an axe to grind. Well, he, he plays a character for sure. Yeah, of uh, course. It's it's. I mean, if you've ever seen, just watch one of his videos. He's uh, Jim Quisition. He, I mean, it kind of looks like the fucking General Hux on the screen <laughs> yeah. uh, that way behind us, where it's like it, it is a very like V for Vendetta sort of look, where he's he's wearing a suit and he's got yeah. the whole thing, and he's like trying to. It's like almost like propaganda. Um, so he's definitely always playing a character uh, in those sorts of situations, but also. I don't know. It's just a review score. Well, I, I've been it's I've been following number, him for a, a really number. long time since like he started at Destructoid and Destructoid and stuff. Like yeah. I've, he's always been a bigger than life kind of personality. He under, yeah. he, even before like the YouTube game, he understood that like it's not necessarily about how well you can write a review. It's the tone with which you can present it that's more important. That's what's going to get an audience to come back. Yeah, he's always back. been a good writer. I I think I just man, seven out of ten is not a terrible score. The American educational system ruined out of 10 ratings, which is why applying a number to something is kind of silly. But he's not stopping you from playing the damn game. No, the outrage is really off the charts sometimes with this kind of thing, right? Doesn't make any sense like, to me. People are spending time like bringing the, down his website and everything. It's like, what? Who cares? The uh, One of the, the major sources of the backlash is his, his or fans of the game saying that he's now manipulating the persuasion capital of oh, this see. game in the right. system. So he's he's basically influencing future sales of the game in the system because being able to say this game is is rated 90 Eight. rated 98 it's one of the best games of all time yeah. weighs yeah. more on a on a box than 97. I, I can't even count on all the hands in this room the amount of times I went to go see a movie and if it wasn't a perfect 97 I almost 97 is unacceptable. I almost went to Jurassic Park but it was a 96. <laughs> That's not worth my 375 circa no. 1994. What, like, it's like, what sensible person would look at all the review scores and go 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 no, out of 10, 10 out of 7 out of 10, and go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't. You know, maybe I shouldn't get this it. This guy's got a point. Like, well, I, you're, But I, you, you bring up a good point, though. You know what everybody's going to do if they see a bunch of 10 out of 10s and go to the 7 out of 10? They're going to click on that 7 out of 10. They are. Sure they will. They're going to the read is, that one. I read You're the review. Right. Yeah. I read his review. Elise was kind enough. I couldn't go to his website because it was down. Web Archive has she, it, though, she, if you want to check she it she out. Found a mirror, she found a mirror <laughs> of it, and then I read it. Lifted. And the thing is, if you read it, it doesn't sound like he's being disingenuous just for the sake of getting people's attention. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he does that already in his persona, mm -hmm. so he doesn't necessarily need to give it a, a bad score. By the way, 7 out of 10 isn't a bad score. Um, to do it, if you read it, the negative things that he picks out about it are things that I kind of like. And when you do that, you as a reader, as someone who plays the medium, as someone who tries to understand it, you should just go like, oh, we value different things. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. In a game that's this massive, that lets you do this much, like that we value different attributes of that. Mm -hmm. And these things that I like, he doesn't like. Oh my gosh, we're different people with different outlooks on, on the world and especially this game. Mm -hmm. 
Thus, I this review doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Like so, yeah, take his website down. Doesn't these Steve people? Yeah, these people up. are upset that he didn't like these things that I guess they liked or whatever. But it just blows my mind how you could get so pissed it's, off. It's weird virtual mob mentality. It's and also it's a review. Like everything starts with like this is how I feel about this. Right. Not this is what this is. I don't know. Well, we I mean like we should be we should not be surprised by this at all ever because I mean like we know from the console wars. In 2013, of you know Xbox One versus PlayStation Four, we were making news news videos every day about how there was an Xbox camp versus a PlayStation camp, yes. mm-hmm. and they would get in our in our comments on YouTube and just rage at each other for consoles that hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. So, and it's one of those things where we were always we always kind of like laughed at it and been like, oh, that's really funny, but it's going to happen forever and ever and ever. I think that's kind of one of those things that just. Oh, you know, like people get attached to a certain piece of plastic or yeah, a certain brand. Yeah, they get super attached to it. And, and yeah. that, that's just what happens. I mean, like it's it's like like you say, you're you are now a Tesla evangelist because you had a Tesla, and, yep. and it's kind of one of those things that like. I bet what if, if somebody, some guy re- reviewed a Tesla and gave it a sixty-six out of a hundred? I'd be totally fine with that. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the car in any way, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. I mean, I personally disagree with his score wholeheartedly, but. It doesn't keep me up awake at night. I do too. I mean, like, I don't like, think I don't think the game's a seven out of ten. It's much higher. But I mean, like, but, but I, maybe we're old enough and we've seen this enough to where we go, ah, well, you know, whatever. People would, are allowed their opinions. Yeah. There's yeah. also be, I've I've been on it a lot of times where there's something that's universally loved except for me. Sure. Yeah. And it's like like you know, and I'm like, well, I didn't like those things. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I did. I go, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. I didn't. So yeah. there we go. That's basically the end of that conversation. Well, yeah. Like Witcher three, like I couldn't really get into it, but I couldn't ignore the overwhelming positive positive reviews of like this is the best game you'll ever play. I'm like, hey, you know, I can't really get into it, and I, I respect that everyone really likes it, but you don't want to hear my score of what I think this is. Also, I didn't finish it, so I don't know. It just wasn't <laughs> my kind of game. But I'm not gonna let someone else's opinion of something because there's fucking 7.8 billion people on this planet or whatever i'm not gonna let their opinion you know just because it's different than mine affect my enjoyment of something i also don't think that you need to finish a game in order to review it because yeah, if, if you play the game and you play it for 10 hours and you're okay with walking away from that game after 10 hours invested in it mm-hmm. i want to hear that that's, i want to hear i want to hear from, yeah, yeah i want to hear from that person who, yeah. who did I, that you know? i actually really appreciated the sites that Played it for 10, 20 hours, gave it a score, and then went back and revised their score. Like I really like those kind of in progress reviews where it's like, okay, you're you're telling me what you feel at the moment, but then you're you're upgrading, you're you know, and or not upgrading necessarily, but you're revising to reflect what you you further learned. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yes. Yeah. There's something there's something about because I, I actually do. I've always understood. I I mean, uh, when James and I worked on Attack of the Show. I had to review products for uh, like gadgets, basically, just mm-hmm. to laptops, televisions, whatever else. And James had to do a few of those those as well. And for me, I got into that mindset. I understood why people wanted numbers because it's an easy way to identify whether or not they like this thing. Um, one thing that I discovered the more and more I did it was sometimes something doesn't catch you until much later on in its use. So like there are, there have been books or movies that I've read or seen or whatever where like I was reading them and I was like, gosh, this book's so fucking boring. Like. I don't understand why everybody loves it. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was a good example. Right. I read about half that book and I was so bored by it. And I was like, I don't get it. And something happened. Something snapped where all of a sudden I loved it and I was into it. And there there are just certain times and certain places that maybe he played Zelda for 10 hours, 15 hours, and it just didn't grab him. And it's kind of one of those things where it was like if he sat, sat down and walked away and it didn't grab him, that's what he gave it. Uh, if he comes back to it, who knows? Like like Elise said, maybe he'll he'll change the score. 
that's that's just something that happens like with almost anything we consume any media you know it's a good example of that that i just recently uh consumed was have you guys seen the movie that won best picture moonlight yes mm-hmm. yeah so that's a really slow burn of a movie it's slow the pacing is very slow and deliberate it's one of those movies that i'm very grateful i saw it in a movie theater because i'm a captivated audience as if i was at home i don't know if i would have made made it through that movie in one viewing, you know? I might yeah. have come back to it later, but it's just uh, it's a different I, pace. We watched it at yeah. home, James and I. Together. <laughs> I yeah. just saw you yeah. powered yeah. in the corner. Yeah, um, yeah no, we, yeah. we felt the same way. We had a discussion on the film podcast kind of about like the Oscars and stuff like that and how it won Best Picture and the difference between Best Picture and maybe Best Direction is I've always been trying to wrap my head around it and I feel like right. Best Direction is like, from a technical standpoint, we think you made a product that is fantastic. Best picture being from a cultural standpoint, mm-hmm. this is maybe more important. And so I watched Moonlight having seen some other best pictures, not all of them, but some of the other nominations. And I was like, this is, doesn't seem like it was nearly as well made or captivating as some of the other ones, but I totally understand why it's important. Right. Why it's an important film and people should see it. Well, like my, um, my side of that was, because. It kept getting brought up in the same breath because it kept being nominated with Arrival, mm-hmm. which for me was fantastic. I, I yeah. like, I really like the director. I really like the actors, and I really like the story. And I was just like, well, the, and I, I like sci-fi, and that worked for me. I get why it didn't win an Oscar. Sci-fi never wins an Oscar. Superhero yeah. movies, unless you're Heath Ledger and you die, you're not going to get an Oscar. Like it just doesn't happen. I get that. It's a different world because Moonlight won a movie that I didn't particularly like. I but I get why people like it. Um, doesn't take away from my enjoyment of like film like Arrival, where I said, well, my best film of the year was Arrival. It wasn't Moonlight, and I, I'm happy everyone's okay. You know, we're not lighting towns on fire. It's okay. We're not taking down someone's website because something didn't <laughs> win a fucking fake award or get a fake score or whatever. I agree cares. with you, though. Arrival, I think, was the best movie of last year. I Thank you, so it too. was. And <laughs> I am campaigning. Zootopia. Zootopia Bring in the award. Movie. Zootopia is a great movie. Let's get Not even nominated. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you <laughs> what. And, or animated. Anime. What, it but won it should have been anime. best picture. It won best anime. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I, I have to say, though, that when we were on the set of 11 Little Roosters, which you guys were hilarious in, Thank you. All of you were you, fantastic. You as well. We know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't know because I was doing my Godfather impression and the number of people who said, "Oh, he's acting like the rat from Zootopia." I was oh like, my god! How? Oh who my is god. watching this? That doesn't. He's a vole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a vole. Clearly, first of all. Yeah, but it's like that's 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 like the most overdone impression in the world. I know. Is the Godfather impression. And yeah. I thought, oh, people are gonna be well, so sick of this after two episodes, but they're like, I don't know what that is. I remember seeing a uh, there was a like a younger gentleman, I don't wanna say millennial, but that's kind of the the vibe I got from him. But he posted a written review of Alien and he's just saying, Yeah, you know, it was very uh had a lot of tropes in it. Oh, oh right. Like, there you go. Very tropey. And I was like, It made those that's yeah. alien tropes. You you just watched it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard, like, you can't go back. When you get the the refinement of things that contribute to the culture over time, hmm. you really can't go by, back and watch the things that inspired them. Yeah. It just doesn't, like, after Pulp Fiction, people are like, you have to see Citizen Kane because it's a non-linear narrative and everything. And I watch it, I'm like, oh, just, I'm going to kill myself watching this. You yeah. know? It's like, I'd rather watch Pulp Fiction. I, I had that Casablanca. Oh, I yeah. didn't see Casablanca until I was like I was 27 or 28 or something. And I was like, I can't watch this. It's all just scenes from other movies. Right. Like, it, like 
But it were the, it was those scenes. It started it. it. But every single scene, the next scene, I was like, I've seen this scene. It's a weird thing where you feel like you've seen a movie that yeah. you've never seen. By yeah. osmosis. Yeah. You just yeah. kind of absorbed it. Like, I, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I have a superpower, and I'm, I'm able to really appreciate those things. Really? I no, I appreciate is. them, too, but I'm still it. like... Because I really... I, you'll I saw, never, you'll yeah. never enjoy it for the first time because it's been ruined... Through parody, I don't know what it is. But you can do I that. did because Cas Casablanca I saw like last year. Oh yeah, and I'd never seen it before. And I was like, I gotta watch this movie because of yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I watched it. and I was like, this is a one of the greatest films the ever made. And I yeah. got it. I understood why. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I saw the tropes and stuff like that. But it was one of those things. For some reason, I it clicked. Same with Spartacus. When you when when you oh yeah, yeah. when the original Spartacus is an amazing film. Oh, yeah. And and I and I don't know what it is. I just for some reason I, I I'm into it and I can yeah. I can figure it out even if it established the tropes. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has done Alfred Hitchcock as well as Alfred Hitchcock did. So I I mean I can That's go right. by like like <laughs> yeah Shyamalan. He's tried to take on some of the techniques, but he just doesn't do like those movies. Never feel. But like, like Psycho, a, people were running out of the theater screaming yeah. and passing well, out in the lobby and throwing up. And it's just, now you see like, what what was it? You know, yeah. I could watch that movie when I was 10. Yeah. 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 I mean, girls That's were gyrating like the in the audience when the Beatles or Elvis yeah. came uh, aboard. So, and, and now they're, it's like, yeah. whatever. It's, <laughs> I like that still, like, we still have, like, I've been to VidCon. And I like that we still have things that like roving packs of girls can like scream and tear their hair out of out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad we haven't completely moved beyond that. Yeah. Well, now it's, it's British vloggers and with Justin floppy Bieber. hair. And, yeah. It's a nice <laughs> coincidence that this conversation, and, yeah. uh, you know, came to us being unhappy with the Academy Awards because there were some other people that were unhappy <gasps> with the Academy Awards this year. Um, Bernie, I don't, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big fan of like old radio plays. <laughs> Yo, great. <laughs> and. Uh, if you'll pass this to Bruce and uh, we've, Adam and we've done some before here on uh, on. I also love audiobooks. We've, we've done some before on on. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, what's the best audiobook. I uh, generally like full cast recordings. I think are really really neat. Yep. His Dark Materials. Omar's listening to His Dark Materials right now. Me I read too. them, and so is he. Because uh, I, like I pressure everybody into having my interest. It's really cool. Yeah, because you, you can. It's it's different. So like um, I'm trying to think. the last one I did was a uh, not Good Omens. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, they're making to the show. American, American Gods. Gods. I listened to the American Gods one, and so it's funny when there's a male doing a female voice. He's like, "Hey baby, yeah, how's it going?" And you're just like, "Okay," and kind of get it. It's cool when they do the full cast thing. I yeah. I, I do like this. Uh, I I don't really have a favorite audiobook. The I old guess. guy who does uh, Song of Ice and Fire is awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roy Detrees. Yeah, there he is. Roy Detrees. Well, uh, th this this is a little bit different. This play is a little bit different, but uh, I hope you guys will all play your parts. Okay. In mm -hmm. this, uh, uh, so uh, let's let's begin here. Uh, the Academy Awards are a celebration of and tribute to Hollywood's greatest films and most creative, talented individuals. In our jaded world, everyone's a critic, but when it comes down to it, society's love affair with, with cinema burns brighter than ever. And on nights like these, we can't help but anxiously cross our fingers for America's sweetheart Emma Stone, shed a proud tear for Moonlight, and reflect back on the true triumph that was Killer Croc's potato head. <laughs> it truly is a magical night. But what about the Tinseltown many who find themselves passed over by the shimmering statue's golden gaze? Those whose invites seem to get lost in the mail. The actors who will never know the true exhilaration of wiping away a nosebleed after taking a quick bump off of Elton John's rose-colored Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> this story is about them. Now, dear listeners, we find ourselves in a humble abode, a two-bedroom apartment in Calabasas. A, a mishmash of folding chairs scratch face a scratched flat-screen TV. The doorbell rings, and a jittery man with a shock of red hair and a well-worn face hurries to answer. I feel like you should ra read this in the old-timey radio announcer voice. He pauses to set down a bowl of freshly cooked hard-boiled eggs atop a milk crate coffee table, then proceeds to swing the front door open, a, a horrifying smile stretched across his face. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to Willem Dafoe's Men's Health Magazine. 
Oscar viewing party. Can I interest you in a hard-boiled egg? A motley crew enters. The first, a tall, cheerful-looking man, dumps a pile of Kids' Choice Awards on a nearby milk crate. It's Eddie Murphy. Why does he talk this way? (laughs) Willem! I say Willem Defoe! This is some nice patch you got here! Don't suppose you'd be up for trading places? (laughs) I already have four roommates. But the more the merrier. Behind Eddie, a tall muscular man with a lush head of brown hair steps into the room. He looks like he could wrestle a gator with one hand and box a roux with the other. Nice to see you again, mate. <laughs> hey, Jackman, loves a good party, eh? Now, you happen to have a futon on air mattress, I can drop me coat on. He flexes and his cool leather jacket tightens up around his bulging Australian muscles. Oh, I did that for you, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Good on you. Eddie Murphy takes the coat from Hugh Jackman and immediately puts it on himself. He admires the brush leather and clean stitching. This is a fine new coat for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy thinks to oh, yeah, himself. Yeah, this nice coat. Beneath his coat, Hugh Jackman is wearing a full set of tails. <clears throat> Hugh, you look outstanding. Please, please, have a seat. There are some chairs over here or a pile of old magazines. If you'd be more comfortable, the show's about to begin. And Sophia should be here any minute. Oi, sorry to say, mate. Oh, I don't think Sophia's coming. <laughs> he points at the television. There walking the red carpet at the Academy Awards is Sofia Vergara, dressed in a curve-hugging red number. She stopped for an interview. Her sultry Spanish accent floats through the TV speakers, or at least the one side that works. Ay, Dios mío, que especial noche. I am honored to be here at the Oscars with all my famous friends. Willem Dafoe's smile fades. His hand clenches, crushing a hard-boiled egg within it. That bitch. <laughs> Funny to see Sophia at the Oscars. You'd think she'd be more comfortable at the Golden Globes, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Eddie Murphy extends his arms out from his chest, making round circular motions, implying the presence of obscene, almost comically large breasts. No need to be glob chumps. It's a special night. (laughs) Who needs the Academy Awards when you got an actual nominee here with you tonight? What are you talking about? Me, Hugh Jackman. Because I played the werewolf from the comics. <laughs> <laughs> and it was real sad, and there was a little girl, and they're going to give me an award tonight, yeah? Do you think you're nominated for the movie Logan? It isn't even out yet. You can't possibly be even nominated. Eddie Murphy would know. Dream girls, dream girls. <laughs> but I got the suit, and I told everyone I won. Hugh Jackman slumps in his folding chair sulkily. Suddenly the doorbell rings. Willem Dafoe is puzzled as to who could be here at this hour, or any hour for that matter, but walks over anyway and peers through the peephole. Oh, geez, it's my neighbor. Uh, He works in TV. Willem Dafoe Dafoe rolls his eyes and forces a smile and opens the door. A haggard-looking man in a sheriff's uniform stands distraught in the doorway. Where's Carl? Where's my son? (laughs) Everyone, this is Rick. Good to see you, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Where's Carl? <sighs> Probably out with his friends or studying at the library. Rick, you know, the usual. Rick has a moment of realization. Right. He nods slowly. Right. Right. You know that my wife is dead? Yes, yes, I know your wife is dead. How do you think that makes Carl feel? Rick and Willem's uh, discussion is broken by the sounds of a grown man sobbing. They announced best actor, and I didn't wait. I 
came with the Casey Affleck. Eddie Murphy sidles up to the front door and wedges himself between Willem and Rick. The bottom of his t-shirt is flipped up, and within it, he is cradling about ten hard-boiled eggs. Well, Willem Dafoe, Eddie Murphy must be on his way. Thanks for a wonderful evening. Enjoy these kids' choice awards, you hear? <laughs> and just like that, Eddie Murphy is gone. Hugh Jackman, we've, si- we've silently in the background collecting the discarded Kids' Choice Award statues and hugging them tightly to his tuxedo-clad chest. Suddenly, out of nowhere, an elderly, elderly gentleman with a mischievous smile and dark glasses appears in the doorway beside Rick. Is this shindig over yet? Uncle Jackie's got courtside tickets and a hump with a dump that won't go. And with that, dear listeners, we close our story. The Academy Awards may have ended weeks ago, and the rightful have been rewarded. Rotten Tomatoes scores be damned. Not all dreamers may be artists, but all artists are most definitely dreamers. Someday, Hugh Jackman will get his Academy Award. That's it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Nice. At least wrote that. That's tremendous. Oh, really? You wrote this? You spent my, this all weekend doing this? A, <laughs> lot, hour. a fair amount of time. <laughs> I got through a lot of shrines. Um, <laughs> uh, for so, the record, for those who are watching and listening, I like that Bernie's character is introduced as Rick Grimes slash The Walking Dead, parentheses <laughs> Bernie. Because <laughs> I, li- I don't like to show anybody the script beforehand, yeah, but yeah. I don't, I, he needed to know. I Which t- Rick Grimes he was. I so. was trying to figure out if Bernie could do any celebrity impressions. I, did, I really didn't Mark know. Carl. So I, I did <laughs> thankfully find a podcast where you did uh, and, uh, Rick Grimes. Right. Oh, How long did that take? For, uh, his, his version of the Southern accent, whatever oh, that is. Oh, yeah. Like, Nobody talks well, he's like British, that. right? He's, yeah, he's, he's a British, British actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Yeah, and, and uh, that's probably... The last podcast we'll ever do. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it for the show this for, week. For, normally, when Lawrence hosts, he does a segment called Hard Netting. Yeah. Oh, yeah hard where netting. he... Two, there's a champion from last week, the winner, then competes against some sort of internet group or phenomenon, <clears throat> and then we vote to see which we think is hard netting more. Um, and the current winner, I think two weeks in a row, it's a cult in Russia that worships Gadget. From Rescue from Rangers? Rescue Ra- I should have oh, specified. Really? Sorry. To me, yeah. she, I just call her Gadget. Just Gadget. But, You're yeah. a first name based. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I love Hardnet, but it's Lawrence's thing, and I don't, I don't feel thing, like doing it. I was, I, it's kind of unfortunate, because I, I thought know. a perfect segment would have been Hardnet, and then we have the cult of Gadget versus guys that make their Teslas look like cartoons. <laughs> Or people who rate Zelda games lower. How about that? <laughs> we could do a three-way split. I was hard netting this week. Yeah, you we were certainly hard netting. Uh, but thank you for for uh, tolerating that, Bernie, and doing that. Appreciate it. No, anytime um, I get a chance to be in The Walking Dead, I'm always happy yeah. to work with. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Already podcast fired. this week. Thank that's you to our sponsors. Plus, where's Carl? No, where's Carl? Carl. I always love the image where they stretch his face. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like an octopus man. Like the dad jokes. <laughs> um, and Bernie, do you want to bump your uh, Special Olympics? Yeah, yeah. So like we talked about at the beginning of the show, but uh, Gavin and I are going over to Austria. We are currently raising money for the Special Olympics. And if you want to, you go to either my Twitter or my Facebook. I have links on how you can go hey. help. And I'm going to be matching... Uh, up to $5,000 total for everything that's donated during the hours of the Rooster podcast today, which is right after this, yeah. right? Yeah. In yeah. about an hour, yeah. hour and a half. And I got to donate. Now I got to donate $5 because I said I'd match five. I know. They did it. Damn it. You did it. They, they did it, did it yeah. during this. So stay yeah. tuned. The post show is coming up next. Uh, and so we'll be here. And Bernie, are you going to hang around for the post show or are you? Well, yeah, do, do. absolutely. Okay. I? So yeah, you can ask Bernie questions too. 
Um, well, thanks for watching. I won't answer them, but you can ask. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Ray. Bye. See you in a little bit.